the birds are chirping and fucking the trees are treeing and the squirrels are squirreling, Path Girl. Yes, Boogie. It's nature day for perverted podcast listeners. Aww. I'm in a park. <gasps> Ooh. I am in a park and there's a, I don't want to be creepy, but there's like a high school girls softball team playing. Oh boy. And I'm like, I'm just going to point the other way. Cause you know, I'm like a <laughs> fat old guy in a beat up car with a microphone and headsets. They're going to initially peg me as a creeper, which I am, but I'm not. I'm here doing a show, doing a show. Don't ask me what it's about. That would be bad. That would some of them might be legal. <laughs> no, don't even. You don't. Even, you know that's something a chick can do. A chick mm-hmm. can make jokes like that. Uh-huh. But a dude, no, no, no. You show me yep, a license, young lady. <laughs> you show me a driver's license, and I know how to check the hologram if it's fake. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to get out my fingers and toes to figure out what eighteen is, as far as years. Could be, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. And I, I start losing it. I'm like, all right, what year were you born in? Uh, I'm like, past 2000. Uh, oh, uh, I'm all, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I just, <laughs> I think we should start a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised, and because you are responsible for yourself, there won't be another fucking warning. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Desires might be strange. Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to an all-natural birds chirping version of Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. We're recording on Zencaster. I am your co-hostess with the most is Path Girl. And I am Count Boogie. Path Girl, I have a special surprise for you. <gasps> Yay, I love surprises. A special surprise. I did something just for you. <gasps> Aww. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's true. I groomed my cherries for you. Oh. Sat in storage and groomed, just got the mirror. It wasn't pretty, but I groomed my cherries, and now it's ready for you to get on your knees and just take a mouthful of boogie fruit salad. It's a good thing I haven't had dinner yet because I might be vomiting it up. (laughs) Hey, come on! I groomed! I degrossed! Actually, though, my new trick, Mm -hmm. which I'm going to be 55, so anytime you have a new trick, you get excited. (laughs) Because you're, you know, budding the system. I now, to see myself in storage, I have like a little hand mirror and I set it up so I can see when I groom so I don't cut off my dick with a razor. <laughs> but because um, that would probably be bad. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, storage unit sex change, non-consensual. <laughs> but I just, you know, oh, no. I guess if it happens, oh, no. it happens. I'll get a bigger strap on. That's for sure. Oh, but uh but then I set up the mirror and then I, you know, I get naked in storage, which I always picture some because some people want to rip you off in storage. And sometimes people get in and they open your door, Oh, you God. know, <laughs> thinking no one's in there. And I'm like, could you imagine the thief that's like, yeah, I'm going to steal some shit and opens it. And there's an old fat guy hunched over, standing over a, a trash bin box. 
with a razor shaving off clumps of hair off of his dick. I'm pretty sure that motherfucker would never steal again. Uh, I don't know why, but the song, that song from Silence of the Lambs just popped in my head. That wild horse song. You're sitting sitting there just like dancing around in the storage unit, shaving your pubes. And the guy pulls open the door and he just stands there and like, no dancing. (laughs) There was no dancing. I'm pretty sure that guy would give his life to Jesus, like literally right in that moment, because he has seen the face of hell and is now now on the straight and narrow. Lord, help me. I repent. I repent. But no, I am clean and shaven, and it does always make me feel good, even though uh, nobody is going to see that, Mm -hmm. um, because... That would be awful. Yes. But uh, what's going on with you now that I've I, horrified I, all the listeners? Well, I have not had any kinky play with Donna's and uh, have not gone to any events because we had a very short time between the last episode that we taped. But I have to call you out on something. Call me kinky? out? Yes. That you I mean? have aired? I have done something no, bad? Something I've done something you- worthy of of being chastised or castigated no, no you haven't done anything wrong but you have a secret that you haven't told the perverted podcast listeners a seek a secret oh 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 uh-huh. you did remember oh, oh, oh. i have it open on my computer hell yeah of course i'm gonna bring it up so oh, that's so, funny so, so no oh yeah it really is funny but yeah so boogie and i were talking i think it was saturday night and uh, he just casually throws out, you know, because Boogie's talked over the years about how he's done, you know, different music and he was on K-Rock and he did a lot of things in the music industry. And he just happens to casually drop. Oh, yeah. By the way, I was in a music video with Lloyd Banks, the rap artist, song called Karma. And Yeah, I did. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. And he's actually in the video. You see Baby Boogie because I was like, oh, my God, it's Baby Boogie interviewing him i mean there's no real like you can see him interviewing him during the video but like in the beginning boogie calls him out and you know holds up the album and says ladies and gentlemen lloyd banks and it's just that's a, a yeah there's a baby book and 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 here's the kicker that that boogie didn't even know until i told him that i pulled this video up on youtube there is over 27 million views of this video 27 that's people, 20 boogie. 27 million people yes. that would give their life to Jesus if they knew what I looked like naked now. Because <laughs> I looked better then. I was like 40. You I was like, like that like was a really like really young, like Matt, Matt, what was that guy from uh, from MTV? Matt Pinterest or Matt, somebody earlier? I have no idea. Oh, okay. But no, that was a fun video. Uh, it was great because Lloyd Banks, there's like a pyramid. There's like Dr. Dre, Eminem. 50 Cent and then 50 Cent took over like help G unit, which had Lloyd Banks in it and whatever, and a bunch of other uh, rappers. And it kind of goes down the thing, but it was funny because at the time Lloyd was super big. And, uh, and I guess in the opening scene, I hugged him too long. Cause I had never met him. Like you're supposed to like greet, uh, greet him. And then, you know, you give him a hug and I'm like white guy hug, you know? And I'm like, Hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. And, we finished that first take and he sits down next to me. He goes, you ever fucking hug me like that? I'll kick your <laughs> fucking teeth down your throat. Like a, like a good New York fucking gangster threat. And I just laughed and I'm like, well, we're off to a great start. And, uh, 
So that was good, but it ended up being a lot of fun. There was a, it was it was a fun day shoot, and I made I've eventually fucking made them all fucking laugh because I was saying all sorts of crazy fucked up shit about eating Martha Stewart's pussy and all just just fun stuff because it's me. And they said yeah. you got to make this guy laugh, and he's tough to make laugh. So it took a while, but he didn't kill me, and it was a fun video. Twenty seven fucking million. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of people that have seen my ugly face be an idiot (laughs) um i didn't know it's so cute (laughs) and did you notice when you were going through like here's something i'll tell perverted podcast which is very funny um you're you're great magical host i said watch there won't be any comments about me and path girls all no you were great i'm gonna search all the 400 fucking comments later oh path girls like well fuck man nobody nobody even said anything about you (laughs) of course they didn't no, I'm not pretty. I, I was, I'm not Lloyd Banks. No, I figured there'd be some like, who's the cracker on the couch comment? You know, <laughs> Pro- probably not even that. Not, not even, even that. that. But I did bring I did bring the magical energy. It was a, that was yes. a fun. So karma, Lloyd Banks from yes. like 2008. Go and you can up, see my see face on a rap Biggie. video. But speaking of rap videos, yes. Speaking of rap songs. At the end of this show, you, the Perverted Podcast listeners, are going to be able to see why I uh, was not embraced by the rap community. Because I created this week the greatest rap song ever. And I'm pretty sure it's going to give me my vindication. And 50 Cent will be will be hollering to produce me. No, they won't. We should probably move on. Yeah. Fed life is the place where unicorns play, but then they fuck each other in the ass with their horns because that's the kind of freaky shit that happens on Fed Life. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. So Specifically. Specifically. So uh, we reached out to... Um, a poster on FetLife called The Kink Shrink, and she's actually a kink-friendly therapist, and she also does a lot, of, a lot of workshops. And she wrote a post called NRE, which is New Relationship Energy, The Missing Warning Label. So here mm. we go. So NRE, which is New Relationship Energy, is the state of mind experienced at the beginning of sexual and romantic relationships, typically involving heightened emotional and sexual feelings and excitement. It contains chemicals, which put in parentheses, See, we need a label on this tin. It can be in contrast to feelings aroused and experienced in established or ongoing relationships. Now, she's written a bunch of stuff about NRE that happens in all different relationships, which is great. The, um, the honeymoon stage is exciting for the first couple of weeks and months, and it's an unsustainable set of hormones we make up to. But how awesome that NRE is, it can also cause issues in poly, too. You can have existing partners and they want your love potentially and also want some excitement, attention, sex, and play. If you present a perfect person to the other and have loads of sex and play with the other new person and fall asleep on the existing person, then the balance is wrong and unfair. This can impact others and they could all be emotional and physical. We can also be absolute idiots with this chemical cocktail. It could be yummy to find the way that there's a better way of feeling and existing so that way someone forever can be chasing that rainbow and lose the value in existing it also has a reputation that nre could be seen as the holy grail that always some people are always chasing it but at what cost it's a quest that takes you away from home and the people you love 
Big decisions have big consequences and we rarely have pre-mortem and think of the consequences when in an altered chemical state. I will apologize because she she had a very long, very uh, interesting post. I'll make sure I put it up on the FetLife page. Uh, so we had to chop it up to for time purposes, but it was a really good post. Yes. So, uh, so I named this post mm-hmm. and this topic NRE, the sex high that is only visiting. <laughs> because... Okay. Because it's fucking true. Mm-hmm. And I know that this post uh, by our poster focused mostly on the poly relationships. And absolutely, if you're in a poly relationship, when that new person comes on, I would imagine, especially in the case where you are not involved, like in my case with Bunny and Mew, our new partners we all shared. So we got to share the new relationship energy with the new partner together so nobody kind of felt left out or pushed to the side but in right. a case obviously where where you're not dating the other person's metamor partner whatever um then absolutely that's gonna be because when you're all wrapped up in that goopy new shit you want to mm-hmm. talk about it you want to you know you want to be like, oh, and then we did this, and then we did this, and then, oh, my God, they did this, and we were watching TV, and they farted, and it was amazing. I totally smelled it, and it was so cute, and it's just like you're doing that with the partner that is not part of that energy, so if you don't have that energy with that partner as much anymore because it is a chemical, it does fade. It was evolutionary for a purpose to keep people connected while breeding and procreating nature, nature, cavemen, cavemen. Right. So if one person doesn't have it and the other person has it, then of course there's going to be like jealousy, envy and, and potential resentment if you don't work on that. And we've talked about that on the show during play. And like, if you're at the dungeon playing with your other partner and then your new partner, to make those benchmarks where you always go to the to the OG partner and do those benchmarks. I love you. I care about you. I'm thinking about you while you're playing with the new person. But in the case of these relationships, it can get really interesting. So I'll let you go first because I'm going to focus just on a single relationship and not the poly. Yeah, I mean, because NRE could be either in poly or in monogamy. I mean, I've had it in both because I've been in both things. But it's not only the NRE can be annoying to your existing partners. It could be annoying to the people around you. Cause even your friends and it's just like, Oh my God, I went on a date last night with so-and-so and like your, your friends are rolling their eyes. Cause they're like, Oh, there she goes again. And it's, and it's just, it's, it's really sweet to like say a couple of sweet things about the new person, but you can't verbally vomit all this energy onto people, whether it be your partners or your friends, because it's just, it gets exhausting to listen to all of it. Yeah. I'm sure it can be annoying. And but, sometimes it's fun. I mean, it's, you know, I like oh yeah seeing my friends like, uh, like I'm not going to out Enigma, but oh yeah, I'm on the show. I am outing Enigma. Um, he's pretty excited <laughs> about, he has some new partners and hopefully they're still together. It's been a, it's been a few weeks now. Um, but they've kind of moved up. We talked about in the last show. And of course, I I love that when my friends are in that excitement and they have someone they connect with. Even though I don't have someone right now, I just don't get butthurt uh, about that. I mean, maybe I do on my own away, but not about them. You know what I mean? I just get butthurt because I don't have it mm. in general. 
But I'm real excited for him because he's a good guy. He's a really good guy, and I love him. And so when I see him happy, that's great. But I think there is a time limit to where they're mushing on each other, and you're like, Jesus, fucking get a room, Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it can be it can be a little imposing, but in general, I don't care. I'm I'm happy or fucking happy. Why should I be the only, you know, why should everyone be miserable like me? Yeah. I mean, in Polly you try to aim for compersion where it's just like, you know, if, if you and I were dating and you were to go off with another girl and I'd be like, "Oh, cool, they look so cute together." Cuz even like my ex-husband and his current uh fiance they were poly partners while we were still married and I would look at them and kind of go, oh, that's so cute. But now I kind of look at it when they start getting all kissy and lovey and stuff. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I can't, I can't look at it anymore. It, it, Cause it's, it's just, there's times that it's just, they make comments about like spanking each other and chasing each other around the the room. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. It, it's good to a point. But I think what the poster is also trying to remember, you know, have people remember is whether it's, monogamy or poly or whatever and, and granted she's focusing mostly on poly that you can't you can't be having all this new relationship energy and leave that other partner out that other partner has to be taken care of has to be reassured when i was in a poly relationship and i had the two my regular husband i'm a poly husband it would kind of work with me where if i spent time with one that would push me back toward the other so that way i tried to make it as symmetrical as possible sure so that way it didn't feel like anybody was left out very good very good now i'm gonna go into the nre and the dangers of nre chasing because it is a high i mean it is an absolute oh yeah yeah that whole fucking thing where the world stops and you guys are connected and it's you know uh, it's, it's a great feeling it's a great high but it can be very expensive if you don't see the future coming because if all you are concerned about is that high, that high is going to end. It does for literally the vast, vast majority because it's a chemical. It's a neurotransmitter. It's part of evolution and biology. And you can, you know, keep it going for a certain amount of time. But after a certain amount of time, just like fucking using heroin, you know, the first time you use a little bit, you're blasted out of your mind and then you build a tolerance for it. Their farts don't smell as cute anymore. Their their little nuances <laughs> and quirks aren't as entertaining anymore. And then you're like, all of a sudden, some of that feeling and that energy is like, oh, OK, I could go a day without seeing them. And then if mm-hmm. you haven't built something other than that. You're now beginning to end your relationship and it can go for a long time or it can happen real quick. If you only rely on that lovey-dovey feeling, you're doomed, period. You have to have a plan in your relationship. You have to have a plan beyond the fairy tale because that that chemical is going to dissipate after a certain point. And if at the end of that, you don't have a goal with that partner, then what do you have? What do you have? What do we see? People are like all in love and then they get together, they get married and then they squirt out a kid. And then it's just like, oh, now we just live to fucking watch this kid drool and take it to soccer. And then we watch Netflix at night and your relationship is dead. 
or you don't have the kid and your relationship is dead and now you're just watching Netflix. You have to invest in that relationship. You have to find something that you have in common that you can challenge each other with. And whether that's uh, a certain hobby that you guys are both into the same thing or you take on some sort of uh, volunteer situation where maybe you do a certain activity together where you start to rely on each other during that activity. There has to be like a bigger goal for what you guys are doing together. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'll even take that one step further where when that chemical starts to wear off, you may start looking at that person and going, Oh, they're not as cute as they were in it. And I've seen it with some people around me where they take that and they start to resent that and they start to go, you changed. Yes. No, that person didn't yeah. change. That chemical wore off and whatever is left after that chemical wears off is that real person. And the same thing that you are, you know, that other person's going to look at you and go, well, she doesn't do this anymore. Well, she doesn't do that anymore. Well, no, it's the chemical wearing off. So now that the chemical, you know, it's kind of like getting drunk and waking up the next morning and it's like, okay, taking a look around going, all right, what have I got left here? <laughs> you know? So yeah, look at Frankenstein. Yeah. If you haven't done that work and if you haven't based, put a good basis in your relationship of talking, doing stuff, you know, b- building a friendship with the relationship, when that chemical wears off, you're going to be in for a rude awakening going, I don't know if I want this person anymore. And it doesn't mean, I mean, the idea that these chemicals can be reintroduced, and that's where a lot of people, and we've gotten those letters, a lot of relationships have been saved by kink. Yes. You know, they were completely in like a dead thing going on, but then they found kink together and they found things in common and they started exploring that together and it revitalized that energy because now they had something that was erotic, but it took work because kink takes work. You have to learn how to do things. You have to communicate. You have to be a part of what your partner is thinking and feeling. You work off each other's energy to build that play scene. And that is something that uh, a lot of people have really helped grow their relationship. But even that, once you leave the sexual, you have to find those things in common with your partner because if not just like you said it's going to lead to like resentment cheating or murder it's like that's pretty much where it's going and you have to i mean even if you want to take like um i i hate to use the word spiritual but like even if you're journeying with your partner on like a well-being path like you're doing like meditation or self-help groups like I witchcraft you know I don't know nothing says loving like sacrificing a cat with your partner like it'll bring you closer no just meow hail Satan no red red every shade (laughs) of red I'm just kidding but you get the point that there is a path like Mew and I that's my longest relationship is Mew and I we had a very specific path with her getting into med school and her education and it was something that was very symbiotic and it validated me and it helped her and we worked through that and then there was other personal things in her life and in my life that we worked on together and then of course we did have a love for anime together which is tv so it's kind of shaky um but like if we were going to the comic cons together or, you know, you're in a LARPer group, you know, live action role play group and you're doing something together or you're in a softball league or do things beyond just the sex because that feeling does fade. And 
the more connected you get and the more things go with me on this, the more chance you have to revitalize, maybe not in as much of the intensity continuous as the NRE was in the beginning, but you can get that high back in wonderful moments because you've built that connection with all these other parts of your relationship. And then you have those moments where you do a bunch of work together and then you do get that. Wow. I really love this person. I really care about, I really want to be around this person. Yeah. Every relationship, whether it be monogamous or poly, it's going to have its own ebb and flow. And there's going to be times where nobody wants to put the work in. There's going to be times you're going to have to put the work in no matter how tired you are. I remember I was listening to, um, a relationship podcast, you know, they always say relationships are 50, 50. It's not 50, 50. It needs to be a hundred, a hundred where it's like, you're giving your best. They're giving their best. And yes, there may be times you can only give 80%, but you can't put in 10% into a relationship and expect it to work. And especially with all those putting the time in with communicating and building all those relationships, put down the damn phones. I can't tell you how many times I see people on a date in a restaurant and they're texting across to each other. And it's like, you are sitting two <laughs> just feet completely from your not together. And, I, and it's just like, there's times I have to smack Donis's hand because he'll pick up his phone. And I'm like, ah, ah, nope, my time, my time. Put the phone down. You know, not unless you're going to show me a funny meme that, hey, hey, this is funny. And then put the phone back down. No, phones go away and we sit there and talk. I don't care if it's, you know, how's the local sports team and blah, blah, blah. You'd put the time in. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree that there's work. And, and I know that most of our listeners understand this. And so we're I'm surely not saying this as if these are things that you don't hear or understand yourself. But it is important that we support each other because a lot of times that energy starts to end and then we wonder why our relationship feels dead. And it's because you're not putting any life into it. If you're in a relationship where one side is trying to put life in it and the other isn't, you're not going to you're not going to win in that that's relationship. That's not a relationship. That's one person carrying on, that's n- you know. That's one person, yeah. So that being said, and uh, I know that in the Post and and other people, they talk about uh, new relationship energy chasing as kind of a negative. And I'm going to go on the moderate route and say it is absolutely fine if the only thing you want in a relationship is that goopy excited time and then leave. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. You're able to chase whatever you want with your partners. What's shitty is when you make someone fall for you and make them think that you're in it for the long haul when you're just in it for the high. And that, and that is something that I have not intentionally but that I've done because I don't I don't want long relationships. I've had a couple. Mew was very, you know, I keep talking the anomaly that was Mew. Um, but most of my relationships last maybe a year, year and a half. And then most of my lovers are just usually a few months. And one of us just kind of goes away. But I let people know up front now what I'm looking for. And I tell people, I put it on my profile. I tell people in nauseum on the podcast, I want to be a stepping stone. 
I do not want to be a permanent fixture in anybody's life because that's a shitty thing to do to make someone think that you're going to always be there and that they can create some long-term plans. I mean, even my long thing with Mew was seven years and now it's over. Like we're just buddies now. That's over. There's no old age holding hands on a park. I'd be the only old one. She'd be a pretty hot old lady, but you know. <laughs> she'd be she'd be holding my colostomy bag. That's for Aww. damn sure. Or my pee jugs, you know, either way. And uh God bless her. <laughs> Jesus fucking bless her. Hail Satan, kill cats. No, don't. I like yeah. cats. But I digress. There's a lot of activity going on at the park right now. I think there's a when she brings up the point that there may be some people that don't realize they're chasing that new relationship energy. They're just basically looking for that new hot thing, the new shiny thing. And it's mm. like when that shiny thing starts to wear off, it's like, eh, move on. And and it's just like, I don't think people realize that they're, they're chasing new relationship energy. They're just chasing a piece of tail and they want the latest and greatest thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just something to take a look at yourself. You know, some people, cause sometimes it's like Prince charming syndrome and Prince Charming Syndrome, I haven't talked about this in a long time. Prince Charming Syndrome is a real thing, and it's, or Princess Charming, whatever. It's, I really want to believe that I'm awesome. I really want to believe that I can save the princess and, and you know, fulfill the things and happily ever after. And so I say that because I like the way it sounds in my head, but I'm not that person. And I don't have those skills, nor do I have the desire to stick it out. So a lot of people say that shit. A lot of people say what not only they think you want to hear maliciously, but they say what they think they want to hear themselves say. They wish they could be that, but they can't. And you have to really take a look at yourself and go, am I really this person or am I just chasing a high? Good post. It's definitely an interesting post. Yeah, definitely. Thank you again to the King Shrink. Uh, I'll make sure I put it up in the Averted podcast uh, page on FetLife. So that way you can read it. It's, it's a very long post, but it's it's got a lot of good information in there. Is Geeky World News a social enigma? I don't know. Let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. Well, Enigma, let's just hope that uh, I get the whole show on this. A lot happens in between path girl and you and uh <laughs> a lot of stuff that the perverted podcast listeners don't give a shit about but let me tell you uh it doesn't always work out real well in zencaster land and 15 hours with people trying to get your tracks that you've recorded uh it's a nightmare but we're here let's see yes and uh, you know if, if, if any of our listeners want to help us get on a better program they can donate at patreon.com god dear god <laughs> If we had a place with clear internet and I wasn't recording in parks and storage units, maybe uh, a little bit better. But uh, right, right, right. But right. hell, man, I'm just glad to to be talking to you about some fun stuff today. And uh, anything uh, fun going on with you? Um, I mean, my me and D. Um, she's the partner the that partner, I've been yes. pursuing things with. Yeah. Um, we. Uh, this yeah, last night we uh, you know we made it FetLife official. Oh, so, congratulations! Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, we're we're having a lot of fun together. Um, we're we're both poly, and so like I 
I have other potential playthings going on, but she's definitely the one that's been the most focused on as of late. And so, yeah, she, it's just been a lot of fun playing with her and kind of exploring with her. And that's that really is awesome. So you've been using lots of fingers. Uh, yes, lots of fingers, lots of mouths. Um, I, I don't remember if I told on the last one, but um, she voluntarily came in and played with the fuck box. Yes, um, yes. Oh, good girl, good girl. Yeah, that's a. Oh, you don't have a, a recording of that orgasm, do you? By by the way, uh, uh, no, I did. I did not have. Uh, I did not have. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that, it's. I mean, I didn't mean like sneak it. Well, no, no. Because uh, yes. she has to say thank you, perverted podcast, at the end. That would be a fun... Right. Oh, no, honey, we're just doing a role play. Because <laughs> I'm so in... We're just pretending. S- we're just pretending it's for the podcast. I'm so into the show that pays me nothing to come in every <laughs> month and fucking deal with Boogie shit. I just, I just love it so much. Just please say this at the end so we can just mm-hmm. keep that... Mm-hmm. Uh, Keep the role play cohesive. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, Enigma. And I think even in the last segment yesterday, I gushed about you a little bit. And uh, and and I am genuinely just happy that your relationships are uh, are working out. And I'm not saying that like all butt hurt, you know, because fuck mm-hmm. it, dude. I've had fucking tons of pussy my fucking whole life. I can be just genuinely happy. I think you're a really good person, and I love hearing when you're excited and you get kind of giddy about your relationships and uh and it's cool it's just fucking cool man i'm real i'm real happy for you well thank you very much but now that we've had our giant fucking potentially gay <laughs> bromance fucking moment uh mm-hmm. we got a couple topics why don't we start with uh, the article first and then we'll do the reddit after that it's very interesting all right sounds good all right, so our uh, our article comes from the New York Post, um, and it is so delightfully entitled, Men with Golden Penis Syndrome are Ruining Sex and Dating for... <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good statement to start with. It, it's pretty great. So uh, men with college degrees, this specifically takes... Uh, the study that this is coming from is based out of New York. Uh, but uh, men with college degrees have become so cocky that they they are ruining romance. Uh, men are the minority of college students, uh, so it, so they are in high demand in the dating pool on college campuses. Mm. Uh, because of the lack of competition, many men have gained some arrogance due to this imbalance. Um, in Manhattan specifically, college-educated men are the minority three to one to women. Mm, okay. And men haven't been the majority since 1981. Wow. Uh, not only are men with golden penis syndrome more likely to treat their dates badly... They also seem to not care as much about their personal hygiene. So, you know. Oh, that's great. They, 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 yeah, they, they think they have the best dick because they're one of the few dicks, yeah. but then they, they don't clean it. But then they don't care about any. Yeah, they don't. Well, clean I won't it. get into uh, the entire grooming that I did for no one in particular in storage earlier yesterday. Mm-hmm. But uh, let, that, that, let us fair. continue. Yeah. So and, and it it's a pretty short article. If you want to check it out, um, please do. Uh, but the. What, what what I found kind of inter- interesting was because there's the, there's the, the the phrase of like all, all the good men are taken. Well, in New York, where this uh, article and this research study took place, apparently a lot of the good ones are gay, oh, and so yes, that yes. limits the dating pool even more. Wow, this is a this is kind of I mean, look, this is like kind of a convoluted and nuanced topic. I'm not gonna you know it's mm-hmm. it sounds funny. 
But it, I mean, really, my first thought after reading this was, why the fuck am I not enrolling in college courses? <laughs> that was really the first thing that struck me about this article. I immediately went to my local junior college and tried to see what classes were available because if the ratio <laughs> enigma are you with me on this i mean now you have people a few months ago you would have been all over this idea with me i mean no i i mean i i have thought about going back to school for many reasons um not just for the uh the proverbial posse but um i i, I can imagine that the, that that would be the case in a lot of colleges not just new york because i am totally willing to offer these young ladies my tinfoil penis probably not golden i mean it's definitely i die clean it's not schmeggy but it's uh it's probably not you know not the highest level dick but i'm i'm not exactly i'm not uh i'm not (laughs) cocky i just uh i just Mm want to date awesome women so uh but other than that that was just my first uh my first instinct and of course it makes me kind of sad to see these kind of statistics and articles coming out, but I kind of wonder, go with me on this. I kind of wonder, mm-hmm. is this problem just about uneven ratios and then that building uh, this type of bad behavior? Or do you think it's more kind of the the last 10 years of like the social disconnect kind of seeing humans as something that we don't even have to consider anymore? I, I I think there's definitely a commodification aspect of it because um, you know it, we we see this I can even see this relating to people over here who um, uh, you know for for like gendered pricing or whatever it's like they pay a lot of money and they expect they're they're expecting a certain thing right and so I can see this happening in college campuses where they paid a lot of money and and they're in the minority and they're getting college educated. And so there's there's a lot of reasons why I can see some people not 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 even just specifically men just people in general starting to take that sort of um, that kind of elitism and and taking it to heart unfortunately yeah and and just becoming and, and it's like oh yeah no I'm I am all of these great things of course you should be you know uh, fawning over me at every at every turn so I I can definitely see that twisting people's brains a little bit yeah and I don't. Even if it's not about the cockiness, it's just what's disturbing is the, you know, there's there's one thing to be confident. And if you got the skills, be confident. If you got the dick skills and the social skills and you're a great person and you know how to do a lot of things, there is nothing wrong with being confident and even a little cocky because you're competitive against other men for if you're competing for women. That's, that's normal. So I don't mind the cockiness. It's just kind of... Like when you hear about the poor hygiene and the ghosting and the, you know, the Mm -hmm. just being shitty to women or to whoever you're choosing. I think that has more of kind of social implications instead of just the ratio, because it's kind of like, like, I don't know. I watch a lot of social media and then I, I, I see all these YouTube and TikTok videos endless where there's like five or ten like pro man influencers and then there's like five or ten probably even more like pro women influencers and they're they're both talking about the other but it's not 
in an understanding, hey, men are from Venus, women are from Mars kind of thing. It's more like right. a battle plan. It's more like a mm-hmm. negativity. It's more like these motherfuckers kind of thing to kind of bolster yeah. like their side. And, and that creates, because we're already socially with gender, with race, with politics, with religion, with all of these things, we're getting very, very polarized and we're segregating more and more, more than I've ever seen in my life at 50, almost 55, more segregation than I've ever seen in my life is happening now. And it just seems like it's kind of everything's this perfect storm of eventually just treating people shitty nobody looks at people everyone's on their phone you know not being an old man but it's just true as we disconnect more and more and we segregate more and more we can't fix something like this unless we learn how to value each other again i mean i I definitely see a the lack of value like i mean just outside of the dating pool like i'm i'm i do delivery i I work around masses of people Mm. all the time and just the amount of people like the the entitlement that people are feeling in a lot of ways is definitely something that has that i i agree has definitely gotten worse in some respects um over the last i don't know five ten years of just people people expecting other people to uh to do what they want and that (laughs) that's not how the world works um and i i i I agree I, i i generally wish people would be more considerate for each other think about each other and uh i that that's something that should be in the dating pool as well as just you know life yeah it's it's definitely interesting i was actually talking to uh to mew this morning uh well she's in med school she's doing great by the way everyone um almost done with her third year ready to go into her fucking fourth year where she actually goes and starts running to get in her residency uh, very, very exciting. But we talked a little bit about this because I knew we were going to talk about this today. You could, in the mm-hmm. six minutes that she has to spare for me, uh, you know, we talk about what anime are you watching? Uh, you know, am I not dead? Am I going to the doctors? And, uh, you know, uh, maybe some social commentary. And mm-hmm. I asked her because she's like a millennial. She's like old now. She's an old fucking grandma now at like 28 years old. And, uh, and so, but even when she was a kid, she didn't get her first cell phone until she was like in seventh grade. And that was a crappy cell phone. You couldn't play games on it or, you know, do social media. There still wasn't a really strong social media then. There was like YouTube and maybe MySpace um, and stuff like that. But it wasn't very developed. And on your phone, you know, most phones didn't have that much uh, processing speed. So Mm -hmm. she was forced to play with people, to go outside, to interact with people. But now it's very difficult because that dopamine rush is so strong. Like, I can't tell you I'm in the market. If there's a toddler in a basket, most of the time it it's it has a tablet. It has Mm -hmm. some sort of fucking thing and it's just pushing buttons and eh, so it shuts up and the parents don't have to kind of deal with it, I guess. But uh, I think you can't expect it to not be more detached if there's never been a separation from not interacting with people. Right. I oh, know we're, we're, we're definitely at a, at a point where everybody is connected all the time. And like 
Um, D, like that's something that we we've laughed about is like she's very much not connected to social media. Like mm-hmm. like yes, we like became Fat Life official, but she she's barely on there. She's she technically has other social media, but like those she's very inactive on. Like it's it's just been very interesting being in a relationship which being in a relationship with somebody who isn't as connected as I am. Like I, I do a lot of performing. So like I do photography, I run several social media, like I am incredibly connected to social media. And so interacting and being in a relationship with somebody who's not is, is kind of refreshing. Is it, do you, do you notice because she's not into the whole thing? um, Do you find that she makes more eye contact is more interested in your feelings? Oh, like her her communication her communication like like I was swooning over her her communication style before I I fully got like <laughs> invested in us as a relationship. Just having somebody because like she's she's incredibly good at, at communicating feelings and thoughts, and awesome. and we've been having a great time kind of navigating polyamory that way and kink that way and just like every she's just been incredibly communicative. Um, and like I was fawning over over her and like telling friends like I, I realize this this kind of sounds like the bare minimum but she's incredibly good at communication and that and that is making me fall for her so much so like yeah I I think engaging with somebody who's not as plugged in to the commodification of of communication like that we've gotten to at this point is it's oddly refreshing and it's something that I sure. I, I wish I could go back to. Yeah, because, I mean, you can't argue, and now that they're doing all the studies with dopamine and how it releases and how it releases per screen and these colors on the screen, it's it's starting to get to, like, almost drug levels Mm -hmm. to where you can't replace that. You can't replace that in the brain once you've been saturated with it. So it's like putting down the phone and looking at a bird or a tree or something is like, oh, this, this is fucking stupid. You know, you want that dopamine rush. So I yeah. don't know stuff like this. There is there something that can be done, or can we just in our own personal lives try to be aware of it? And like Path Girl said in the last segment, you know, um, or this was when we talked. I don't know what, whatever she <laughs> said to me at some point mm-hmm. um, that she makes her partner put down their phone when they're having dinner, and that they have little things in place. That it's not like we're being anti-technology or anti-whatever, but we have to also understand and put on our big kid pants and understand that these flashing lights do something to our brain that makes us disinterested in humanity and the life around us because we're more it's it's giving us more dopamine. So we actually have to kind of challenge that and say, okay, for this event, for this walk, for this dinner, for this time together let's just make a plan to not have those things. And I know this is not golden penis, but it just (laughs) seemed like a good jump off point for not being a fuddy duddy about technology because there's nothing we can do about it. It's, it's going, we're going to have chips planted in our head within the next 40 years. We're going to be completely replaced in our workforce by robots in 200 years. It's, you know, it's coming, right? It's, it is coming. Well, and yeah, but I, th- I think what happened um, somewhat recently over COVID is the whole idea of, I think people were becoming less, con- like, 
because of how connected we got had to be um uh, because of because of covid and social distancing and all of that um i think a lot of people started turning to in-person meetups um oh. whenever they could like like the 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 rate that people started jumping on meeting in person, I was incredibly shocked about like, yeah, I was in parks and stuff, but like, I still see people like going like, Hey, let's, let's go all go hang out at a park and let's go have a picnic and let's go do stuff in person as opposed to digital. Like, I think, I think what we'll see. And I think we see this a lot of times when like, um, when we have big societal shifts is you have, um, it kind of go all the extreme in one direction and then once once people kind of figure out what things are, it kind of swings back in the other. And so I, I think that. so I think right now we're we're still I think we're starting to swing away from being overly connected, overly stimulated. Like my uh, my sister and my nephews, like they they are she's very strict about like how much like screen time they get every day. Oh, that's and cute. so like they are they are not like yes they have um ipads that they play on but they're only allowed to do them like maybe an hour a day and that's so great. yeah so like like i think that and i think that that's something that i'm hearing from a lot of parents is trying to keep their kids from being as um you know internet connected as um as our generation was because you know like my generation like I I got into as a kid like I got a cell phone in middle school and so I started mm-hmm. um, but like in elementary school I, or in, yeah in early middle school I didn't have one and then, and then I started to get like I, I I have grown up with the internet and with like all of this digital technology and so like it's it's very interesting like like you said like watching kids who are who have been born into the, the height of it being and parents who don't know what else to do are just like throwing their iPad at their kid um, and so I, I, I think it, it'll take some effort, but I think we're going to start swinging back the other way. I hope so. I hope there's definitely uh, a, at least a shift to try to find balance. And that's all I ever ask for. I love technology and all the interesting things it gets to do. I can't wait to have a fake spine. I can't wait to have a fake heart <laughs> uh, that, you know, I can explore the world longer without pain and suffering. I am totally into that whole thing. But I do like humanity even though i hate humans it's really a kind of a dichotomy or cognitive dissonance but uh but the idea that we kind of have to work to keep our humanity alive and if we don't we're going to see more statistics like this with golden penis and and mm-hmm. the segregation and us versus them and it's not going to bring joy it's <laughs> it's no. just that's it's just going to bring more uh more fighting and more stress and more fight or flight, and uh, and uh, I hope we can get away from that. I do too. It was a good topic. It was a good topic, and God damn it, if I'm not going to try to enroll in some private college classes, I think <laughs> I can get funding for it too. So I will, I'll do, do it. it, and then just be there and be like, hey, you ready to scrape the bottom of that motherfucking barrel, baby? <laughs> Because I am here. I am the pickle at the bottom. <laughs> All right. Oh, this is my topic. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm like, come on, Enigma, get with your shit. All right, let's let's real quick take on this one. I think we'll both mostly agree, but I think there's some really good points about this, too. Okay. I was on the Reds, hanging out on the Reddits, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I want something else for us to talk about. Golden Penis uh, was fun. Let's get something else. 
the first thing that popped up. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure Enigma and I will have things to say about this. <laughs> Are male dominants more likely to be averse to oral sex because it's a submissive act? And then the question was, I've heard a male dominant say he doesn't perform oral sex on a woman because it feels like a submissive act to him. Thoughts? Question mark. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a wonderful question. And I, mm-hmm. I responded to them and took about an hour and a half to really dig into my thoughts on this. First, of course, very arrogant and pushy. But then mm-hmm. I tried to come to some balance, too. So why don't you go ahead and go first? Oh, yeah. Now, when, when you sent me that, I um, my response was, ooh, I have so many thoughts. Um, m- most of them are just circle around. Um, no, it's it's not a submissive act. I, I like, yes, me and D are, are pretty switchy with each other. But, like, I can go down on her and tease her and edge her and, and be incredibly cruel <laughs> while going down on her. And, but, like... It's not, it's not, but like, she can also turn it into a submissive act, but like, it's not in, it's not in and of itself a submissive act. Yes, you might be on your knees. Yes, you might be under her, but like, that doesn't make it a submissive act. It makes it a really fun, intimate act that can be kind of pulled in either direction, depending on how the dynamic is. I I absolutely agree. I have so many thoughts about this and good thoughts too, Mm -hmm. because this is an honest struggle. It is. Uh, for a lot of people that they're like, am I dominant? Am I submissive? Am I, am I, am I? And we're going to get into Count Boogie's rants against titles and the bear trap that is affixing yourself to a specific title. Because my mm-hmm. first question is, if you have to question your desires or actions on whether or not they will appear dominant or submissive, that's a submissive point of view. And the reason it's a submissive point of view is because you're actually submitting to an ideal over the fact that you want to have control over your desires with your partner. Yeah. I'm now submitting to what other doms say is dominance. I'm now submitting to whatever the ideal that that's not dominant or this isn't dominant or you have to do this to be a dominant if I'm not doing those things because it's not dominant enough, then that's submissive. I'm submitting to something else. I'm not being in charge of myself. I'm not saying this is what I want to do. I have created this dynamic specifically with my partners to be in charge of this dynamic. They have trusted and respected me to a point to where they allow me to take control in certain aspects of our relationship. And then we determine how many of those aspects. Mm-hmm. And some are very extreme and detailed, and some are just in play and whatever. But if I have to suck up to some ideal that, oh, I can't do that because that's that's not dominant, then I'm not being a dominant. Mm-hmm. The word dominant is, is about taking control and about being in charge of that situation. If I want to put on a red dress, smear lipstick poorly over my mouth, put on a giant blonde wig, which would look terrifying, and then eat my partner's pussy while I have another partner fuck me in the ass with a whole bag of fucking lemons. (laughs) 
you are you have no say in what my dominance is. Mm-hmm. If I told them to do that, then in our dynamic, that's me taking control of that situation and doing what I want to do and having them then perform tasks on me that I like. Right. Which would be getting fucked in the ass with a bag full of lemons, which I've never done. Right. But I'm assuming that's an adventurous uh, an adventurous desire. If I don't desire doing that, then I'll say, keep the lemons away from my ass. I'm not interested in doing that. And as if I'm in charge of this play scene, then I'm I'm not submitting to you. Right. You are well, and, submitting and, to me. Yeah, and, and, and there's a lot of like you can have definitely like very, very strict DS relationships where the D and the relationship, they sometimes like to get flogged and so Yeah, they absolutely. Will, yeah, and so they will have they will have a submissive who maybe they're good at flogging, maybe part of the dynamic is teaching the submissive how to flog because maybe the submissive wants to top but whatever whatever the dynamic is like that that could be part of the dynamic is like their service to their dominant is they're gonna flog their dominant on occasion um so like it the the act doesn't matter it's it's the dynamics the relationships the negotiation that matters and it's nuanced specifically towards that couple or amount of partners Mm -hmm. i don't give a fuck (laughs) What you think of my fucking dynamic. Yeah. Because if I did, that means I'm submitting to your will, not mine. And I wish you could see the aggression of my middle fingers that I'm throwing into imaginary <laughs> dominance faces to suck my fucking dick. I'm not in your dynamic and you're not in mine. So right. I don't give a fuck if you think I'm a submissive or a switch or a service top or whatever. You aren't in charge of me. And your validation doesn't mean shit to me. If I want to eat fucking pussy in my relationship, Mm -hmm. I'll fucking eat pussy. And not give two fucks what you think. I like it. And if I do it specifically to give my bottom pleasure, Mm -hmm. that's still my fucking choice. Indeed. I don't give a fuck what you call me. My name's Boogie. Dominant and submissive, just like every other title I fucking rant against. It's a word. (laughs) It's just a word. And if your whole life revolves around whether or not you can affix that word to yourself and have an identity and pretend, you're faking it. Mm -hmm. You're literally a fraud. And that's neither dominant nor submissive. And it sure ain't powerful. And it sure ain't a power exchange. Motherfuckers. (laughs) Fucking grumpy. Just be what you are with your partners. If Mm -hmm. you are the person that wants to be in charge of those scenes and that dynamic, whatever level that is, then that's your dominance. It -hmm. should be your dominance and your submissive and your switchiness. It should not be anyone else's because that's inauthentic. And you deserve to be whatever you are. And if it doesn't qualify for someone else, then fuck that motherfucker. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, no, I I think I'll just, like, I I think if you haven't tried it, if maybe you're averse to it, like, talk to your partner and and try it out. Like, it it may may feel a little weird at first, but, like, like, 
talk to your partners, see what they see what they like, see what they enjoy, and maybe you can find a way to get into it that doesn't necessarily feel one way or the other and can feel more dominant or whatever. But like the best thing I do is 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 like our, our lovely Lindsay Doe says, stay curious, give it a try, and, yeah. and see how you feel about it after. I um I don't mean to shoot down you or Dr. Doe. <laughs> I am still gonna hold off on the getting fucked with a bag of lemons thing. No, that, that's fair. I mean, I'm you, just gonna say, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, I never say no to anything." You know what? Not fucking a goat. Not gonna do it. I'm. It might feel good to my dick. It may go meh and feel great, but I'm just gonna not try everything once. Just gonna not do it. <laughs> Call me a prude. I don't care. <laughs> Not fucking a goat. No lemons up the ass. And uh, I, I mean, used to wear a lot of dresses. Um, I don't look good in them anymore. I, I can respect the not fucking a goat thing. But, you know, you, you never know. You might be curious to try a lemon at some point down the future. Well, I have a lot of people say this. If that's not my type of sex, and not even that I don't like anal or or that type of thing. Um, I'm just like, you don't have to try everything. If you if it's like nah it doesn't really sound good just because it feels good doesn't doesn't mean it it's gonna make me happy. There's any you could fucking rub lotion on your elbow it feels good. You don't have to. Well, you do because you're gonna be ashy and you're gonna have really ugly elbows. Uh, believe me, uh, I know when you get old. <laughs> but you know the point. <laughs> be who you are. Have your own dynamic. And God, you know I understand that we when we're new and we hear these terms. We want to kind of live up to it, but it's just like the second you get too carried away with giving yourself that title, you start changing yourself to adhere to the idea of that title and not your authentic self. And that's sad. And I did that for most of my life. I did it with Christianity. I even did it early in my uh, my kink career. I've done it in a lot of areas of my life, and it just made me sad. And now you, sh- I just think you should. Uh... Yeah, I'm ranting. I know. I'm sorry. Well, no, no. I, 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 I think it's a, it's a frustrating topic for a lot of people in the dominant space who, are, are in the play, in the, in the kink space or in, or whatever space you're in. That like putting, putting labels on something that doesn't necessarily need a label. Yeah. Um, and I think oral sex in general doesn't, doesn't mean it need to be necessarily going down on a vulva, but just like going down on anybody in general. Like it's, it, it's not one dynamic or another it can be it can go either way i agree enigma and let me tell you fucking girly points for calling it the vulva instead of the vagina like that good job good job the the vulva's on the outside the vagina's on the on the on the inside yes oh man look at that we should enroll in college courses i'm telling you we would get the fucking tang for days man I mean, my my student loans have yet to be uh, forgiven, so I'm going to hold off on that until maybe that happens. Um, Oh, no, throw everything away, go bankrupt and be homeless like me, and they'll fucking pay for your education because they want you to get a job or something. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be a loser. Come on, Enigma, jump on board. Oh, I'm already a loser. Well, well, welcome. (laughs) Enigma, if they want to get a hold of us, what do they do? 
Well, they can find us on social medias. We're on Instagram at Perverted Podcast. We're on Twitter at Perverted PCast. And you can find us on FetLife. There's both a group and a page. Just search Perverted Podcast. Do you like my cockshot avatar? You go ahead. Path Girl, why don't you count for the woo? I always count. I want you to count for the end show woo. Three, two, one. Woo! That fiery end is the end of show 377. Thank you for joining us and thank you for listening to Boogie talking about his groom cherries. If you have any questions, comments, or if you want to know what other secrets Boogie is hiding from us, please reach out to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or find us on TikTok or Instagram under the name Perverted Podcast. And on FetLife, there is both a group and a page. You can support us for free by hitting the like or subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to us on right now. It really does help us get promoted on the podcast platforms and help other kinksters like you find us. And if you'd like to do a little bit more to help us, please go to patreon.com slash and sign up for our five bucks if you give a fuck level to get the show a few days early. Lots of behind the scenes stuff, including our half of PP episodes, which I am very much enjoying doing. And of course, love and smushy kisses to all of our patrons around the world. We love you we do love you and i'm gonna also agree i love doing the half a pp episodes that we only do for our supporting patrons um little little push to do there there's now probably about 20 or 30 of them so you have a whole backlog of episodes that you have never heard some of them are specifically kink related some of them are not um but i do enjoy doing them and i do enjoy supporting those patrons grateful for everyone that's listening uh, I do have to say, though, Uh-oh. we keep asking you fucks to click the like button. <laughs> and I understand some of you fucks, even though you're sitting in front of it, are saying, well, I don't want to mess up my feed by clicking like on an adult podcast. I understand that. You can go to Google right now, and there's a lot of people that do it, and they start a separate email so they can click and interact with the other adult podcast shows and videos that they watch, and then it doesn't mess up the feed in your main channel. I'm serious. The like button helps. We really need these likes. Otherwise, we don't get in the algorithms. So please, if you can, take some time. Set up an adult email. Just go to Google or Yahoo, wherever the fuck you go. And that way you can start interacting because it's not just us. If you listen to multiple channels and you don't click on like because you don't want that to affect your feed and what shows up when your wife or your kids go on your laptop or your whatever, whatever, fucking combination of people getting hot all of a sudden, whatever that is, I understand that. But it really is important to all of us that do adult education that we're able to get out there. Otherwise, nobody will hear the message. And that's what we're here to do. So help us out. Click that like and subscribe button. Help us get out there. And I love you guys. We're going to keep doing this. Right now, I'm going to reward you with the greatest fucking rap song you have ever heard in your life. Right now. Be ready, because it's coming. 
Path Girl, are you ready? I'm ready as I'm ever going to be. <laughs> you don't sound confident, Path Girl. I'm ready. That's right. And to everyone else, after this amazing song, you can go off into the abyss and live your dreams. And we'll see you next time on show 378. Woo! Big Dick Energy. <laughs> Ladies acting stupid cause they gotta get with me It's a frenzy cause they tripping on my big dick energy Big dick energy Big dick energy Big dick energy When I hit it, gonna split it Get your eyes and heads spinning Leave your loopy thighs are twitching Now a doctor's gotta stitch it Ladies buy me rings My Bugatti penis makes them sing Holiday and night to get my log Inside that naughty thing Big dick energy Big dick energy I got some big dick energy Like a tire, built to inspire. Fuck you like a horse in a barn on fire. Coming to give me a lick like a dog. Woof, woof. Baby, wanna ride this hog? Oink, oink. Hope you have insurance, cause my god cock has endurance. My dick kills IQ points, you will be doomed to incoherence. I got. My dick is like Mandela, bringing peace to all the hoes. Nicki Minaj and Cardi B would fuck a double-ended dildo. Pay to see that bitch. My dick can do that bitch. I slap it on your face and say, open your hatch, bitch. Big dick energy. Big dick energy. Big dick energy. You want more? Big dick energy. Big dick energy. Big dick energy. Big dick energy.